Drop the subject. Oh, if only we had started four seconds earlier, you would have heard Allie burp so loudly into the microphone. But here we are, a couple of professionals not burping. Although we still have two hours in front of us here on Drop the Subject, so get ready. We're both very gassy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of us, one of us is gay, but I'm pretty sure that the G in the LGBT for me is gas. <laughs> so you'll get plenty. It's what of that. drives us. Hey, uh, we've got literally. It's actually what drives us. Is what's got us here today. <laughs> shockingly, we uh, we got lots to get to on the show. A Tuesday show, always one of my favorite shows of the week, because in this edition of Just the Tip Tuesdays, which is coming up a little bit later, uh, the tips will be about tips, which oh. is really exciting because. Uh, Tipping is an art form. It's a science. It's an annoyance. Call it what you will, but there are things that we should and should not be doing. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later in the show today. As always, you're more than welcome to interact with us. 833-77-CALL-Q. If you're new to the show, let's introduce ourselves. It's Allie, a gay lady, uh, only burping some of the time. Kevin here, straight man. I'd say 85% of the burps are mine. Yeah. But uh, that's uh, pretty much all you need to know. Now and, you're caught up. Yes. And and it, with just a tip Tuesday, I know some people are like, oh, tipping, that doesn't apply to me. Uh, you're wrong, because I think tipping applies to pretty much everybody these days where you had jobs that didn't require tipping at first pretty sure everybody works for tips in 2019 and listen uh you may be doing something where you've never received a tip before and uh, now's the time and listen forget about actual old school tipping the way that it used to be you give someone a couple of bucks whatever and now they've got the the screens that flip over and they guilt you into tipping and we've talked about that a little bit before but you you also have these uh, people I'm not going to say anyone specifically, but they're uh, you know offering to basically send you a video through Cameo, <laughs> yes. and that's pretty much just like give me a tip for for a shout out for a very yeah short video that's not really that valuable. Yeah, but, and you can customize it. You can make them say anything, Kevin. Yeah, no, I'm well aware of, of that, and uh, who on the staff is currently taking part in Cameo? But uh, it's fascinating. <laughs> it's uh, not you or me. Well, it's hint, also hint. it's also not a lot of. You know, I think the original idea was like celebrities or, or, you know, athletes or people that had these built-in massive fan bases. But now it's like, oh, Joe, our plumber is on Cameo. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it was like, what you really wanted was like Serena Williams saying happy birthday to your niece or whatever. But It's way too expensive. It's way too expensive. So you just get somebody who like fell down on in a viral video. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got the double rainbow guy to say happy birthday to you. What did that cost? Uh, Five Five dollars. All right. Well, you know, but can you dress like Serena Williams for the video? Listen, sure they would. We, uh, we've digressed already, but if you have attention deficit disorder, this may be the show for you because oftentimes we plan on going somewhere. We go a completely different direction. Uh, the good news is that you will be thoroughly or at least moderately entertained over the next few hours together. And the show is called Drop the Subject, available for podcasting, but we appreciate you listening to us live because then you get to be in the front row for the disaster or the goodness that will unfold over the next few hours. Okay, so... This past weekend, something happened in my area that I am... When you say area, you're talking about vagina or... Uh, You'll see. Okay. I was uh, reading about this and um, I don't know if you've ever... I mean, I know you're not like a hiker. You don't really go out in nature very often, but I... It is vagina. I do. You mean vagina. I knew it. (laughs) I was on to you. I know you're And I tried these new wipes and they don't work. (laughs) God. And that's our first break. We'll see you guys... In a moment. <laughs> no, I read about this. These A group of hikers in my area, right by my house, discovered this uh, plane wreckage, like an old plane wreckage from six years ago. It's not that old. I know, but I mean, yeah, it's not like really, really old, but still... They found the remains of a plane, and they found human remains in like a remote area. You're saying all the way back from 2014? 2013. All right. Well, geez. Let me hold on. Why are you making this already like it's not exciting? Well, it's... First of all, the thing I thought you were going to say was that they found a, tre- a buried treasure, which is the greatest thing you can find. Well, the, the finding the plane or the wreckage is the first step to finding the treasure. Yeah, but a lot of plane crashes don't have treasure. I mean, shipwrecks had treasures. Plane crash, or at least cocaine, plane crashes don't really have treasures usually. Uh, uh, no, there was a. Did you hear about that plane crash in Yosemite that had like pounds and pounds and pounds of weed in it? No. Uh, that happened like in the seventies or eighties, and all these hikers that were in Yosemite found it, and then huh. they ended up like, <laughs> like everyone was high for like a year. You didn't even have to find it. You could just stand near the wreckage and just inhale br- deeply. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was the best thing ever. So that's what I. Every time I hike, there is the hope of finding something like this. And I don't know if that makes me a messed up person, but the 
I mean, walking along a trail and coming across something that nobody else has ever discovered. And I, I want to be that person in the headline who's like, hiker found the long lost remains of this person who went missing 20 years ago. And I'm like, I don't know. I was just walking by and then I saw, you know, something that looked like a dead animal. And then what, what do you know? It was a human. And so I helped solve a case. Your goal is to be the least interesting part of that story. Because the part that you want to be, the random looky Lou who happened to see a sneaker, <laughs> is to me, that is the that is the part of the story that no one cares. The, who they no found, one cares about the human remains? The human remains part is interesting. Yes, yeah. you'd be better off just going and dying in the woods and being the human remains. <laughs> that would be an interesting story. Then it'd be like human Lost remains. Tiger becomes human uh, remains. Turns out uh, a moderately successful uh, improv, improv, improv actress slash, <laughs> slash radio host. At least that's... It said yes and to death. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, the person who finds the body is rarely... Look, I understand in the terms of in terms of finding things. I this think is we, exciting. Well, it's sad. I mean, I guess it's sad, but I think it's exciting when you're the one who finds something that everyone else is looking for, regardless of whether it's morbid or like. I mean, if it's treasure, yeah, that's of course great because you benefit from that. But finding something that everybody else is looking for, especially when it's a plane missing plane remains, that's got to be. The end all be all of making a hiking discovery. Like, that's no the most way. interesting thing that can happen while no, you're hiking. Absolutely. What if you discovered a new type of animal? What if you got a picture of a new type of animal that no one's ever seen before and they had to name it after you because you're the first person to discover it? That's already way better. That's so much better. Yeah, but what if it eats me? Oh, did you see the Allosaurus? <laughs> what is it? I, we don't know. She saw it hiking. Wait, so if I'm the one who discovers that, I'm the one who can name it, right? I think that there's all these weird rules that are like not rules, but they are rules. For instance, like if you find the, the shipwreck, if you're the first person to find it, you claim it, it's yours. doesn't matter if the person has relatives that you can trace them to. Like you find the shipwreck, that is yours. It's, it's weird that way. If you find... So if, if I know find, it in a plane, I'm like, this has been renamed the alley plane. I don't think it works with plane crashes. Like, I don't think you get to be like, these uneaten peanuts are mine. <laughs> like, I don't think you get to pick that. Also, with planets and things up in the skies, if you discover stuff for the first time, I think you get to name it as well. Or you can be one of those suckers that buys a star like every other a-hole. And oh, you're yeah. like, ah, a star's named after you for your birthday, Grandpa. And they, you don't realize they've sold that same star to 9,000 other idiots. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that it matters. I mean... Coming across a, a species that you've never seen before and that's a newly discovered species is pretty exciting. I think the chances of that happening are like, I think the last person to do that was like Darwin. So yeah, but the I chances don't know of if... finding a, a plane crash, unless it was an old school one that was unknown about. This one obviously was known about. It happened for, uh, all the way back in 2013. <laughs> Why, Why are you making well, it like it's lame because it was only six years ago? Because I think the it, it, that didn't even really give enough people time. Like, if you find something from the 1800s or the early 1900s, even the 1960s, that's like, wow, you found it. No one else could. Yeah, and all the work. clothes are in style again, so you could just take those. Just take take the tie-dye shirts right, right, off the, right off the passengers, <laughs> put it right on, wear it home. But I think what makes me angry is that this was right in the area where I hike on a regular basis. So I'm just a dummy who's taking these trails uh. and probably walking by all this exciting stuff and then, you know, just going home like an idiot and I could be discovering plane wreckages and things like that if I just took the road less traveled. Well, not to uh, not to segue too far away from your topic, but I know exactly how you're feeling because it turns out the liquor store I bought my Powerball ticket at last week sold a five out of six number ticket <gasps> and there was a woman an old lady that i did let cut in front of me well no, i didn't really let her she just kind of didn't realize there was a line so she just walked right up and i'd have the heart to tell her and i don't know yet if she's the one who hit it but it, it all i've been thinking about is is that woman is that i want her to be dead on a trail so that you can find her <laughs> that's all i was thinking local lesbian discovers powerball winner on trail <laughs> with my damn ticket but, but, but radio point, host arrested the point being right it, you you feel extra connected to this story because this is a trail that you hike on you like to hike you like to dike Mm -hmm. And in this particular case, you, and you like to lose your money in, at liquor stores. Well, yeah, we all have our hobbies, right? <laughs> but but you could have been the person that was at least a footnote in this story of plane crash from six years ago discovered, um, and then as a result. With the riches come the spoils or something like that. Is that the expression? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, if you hang out at this liquor store, I bet you could find this woman... 
and confront her on this well, because I, I, I think that that is also very frustrating. I know I mean, it's that, not course, okay to punch old you, people. Mine is worth le- worth less money than yours, of course. Well, we don't know. We look, you don't know what was in the plane. Do you know yet? Did they do a full on? Did they tell you what was no, in there? No, there's not. There's no information on what's in the plane yet. See? But I need to find where this plane is because if it's still there. Yeah, I need to start digging yeah, because I don't think this group of hikers was like, all right, let's just start scouring the wreckage and seeing if anything is worthwhile in here. It's a group of people. If I'm just me and my wife, then we can really go unnoticed and, 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 and you know, investigate. Sounds to me like you're coming up with a plan to kill your wife. <laughs> The more I listen to this, which I'm okay with, by the way. I'm not going to stop you. I think it's. You're saying, I think talking about it here would probably be a mistake. Yeah, it's probably be the only. Well, unless you want no one to hear it, in which case, listen, do it, talking about it here is the perfect play. Uh, we'll be back in a moment, but this is the all new Channel Q. Allie right there, Kevin right here. Uh, unknown treasures buried all around us. We will do some digging and be back uh, right after these words on the all new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right, let's keep the party going. Drop the subject is here and half queer on We Are Channel Q. I am Allie. Kevin is over there. And if you want to follow the show, at DTS Show on Twitter and Instagram. Mildly interesting things happening there. And if you want something more interesting, you can follow the station as a whole at We Are Channel Q on Instagram and Twitter. I don't think you can say this station as a whole. I don't think we can use the word whole in this station in the same sentence. Oh, sorry, sentence. this station as a whole. It's, it's great. <laughs> no, that's wrong. <laughs> Is that better? That's, no, that's, that's, not, that's not right either. <laughs> this sto- station as a gaping... No, that's how you're supposed to say it. If you want to follow this station as a gaping hole, you can do it. That's how they want us to say it. It's written right here, right, right in front of us. Uh, 833-77-CALL-Q to interact with the show on the socials. Ali just pointed them out. It's Tuesday. Uh, which means that we do something each and every week. We take our traditions rather seriously. Uh, every year around the holidays, Allie wears that mistletoe belt. No one, uh, no one ever takes her <laughs> up on not. it, but she does. It's a tradition. We're a mistletoe taint. A mistletoe taint. It, it, it's a camel toe belt, to be honest. Uh, it, <laughs> but we. Um, we take Just the Tip Tuesdays rather seriously, not only because it's a catchy name, but also because we uh, hear from you all and people say they listen, they learn, and have some fun in the process. And I think that today's topic is potentially the most useful one we've covered. It's not necessarily going to make your life better. It's well, not, I mean, money it, does buy happiness, we've learned. So yes, money does, only to a certain money. point, though. Only to like $78,000. Yeah, I think. but I money think now with happiness. inflation, that's like $140,000. Right. So, uh, let's talk about tipping, because uh, everywhere you go now, you are given the option to tip. There are places that we've all agreed we can tip, we can't tip. Everyone has their own rules, either the rules that you used to, your parents used to have, so you stick with them. Some people are like, I don't tip for takeout, that's my policy. Other people are like, takeout, $5 no matter what. You feel like people still don't tip for takeout? Like a lot of people, I will I feel tell like you. That it was like ten years ago. I will tell you right now that there is a restaurant that I go to that I go to a lot more than I would. The food's fine; it's not great. It's fine. The reason I go there as often as I go there is because they have that screen, you know, that says you know you swipe your card, and then they automatically like you swipe your oh, card before they even uh-huh. give you a chance to put in a, a, a forced tip, a guilty tip. The person just goes skip, skip. And then turns it over for you to f- sign your name. I didn't know they did that at Taco Bell. Which, uh, it's not ta- it's a, a nicer taco place, <laughs> slightly. But the point I'm making is, already when, I, when I'm thinking about it, I go, I like the fact, and even that place, sometimes I'll, uh, if I've got a couple of bucks in my pocket, I'll leave it because I feel like they're... They're, they're making choices for you. They're making you the right choice. They're not doing... I, I get as happy about that as I get angry about the places that throw in the... Um, the karma jar? Or the, no, that throw in the tip already included. Like they say, not that like the tip's included in the price, but they'll they'll say we've already added twenty percent to your bill to, for tip, and I'm like, whoa. That's yeah, that is presumptuous statement. now, very, isn't it? Especially very. because people aren't necessarily working as hard and to get the tips, and that's why this list is so important because I I I'm a a person who has worked for tips on many, many occasions, and I've worked with people that suck as bartenders or waiters or whatever it is, and I've been always, I've prided myself on being very good at at getting decent tips, so the fact that people just blindly tip 20%, I don't think that's very fair, but there are several things that you could do to get a bigger tip in whatever job you're working at. Like, Let me ask you a question before we get into into this, because this is always that you want to get tipped more, this will help you, it's just the Tip Tuesday, we're taking it very literally, and doing tip uh, actual ways you can get more tips. Maybe you can be one of those viral people that gets a you know famous person. They sit down and they leave you $10,000 on a you know $4 cup of coffee. Yeah, that's a but good one. 
if I was at a restaurant, which I was, and a waitress spilled, not on one person, but on three people at three different times, same waitress, do you believe- Oh, at three different times? Three different times. Once uh, it was drinks, once it was waters right out of the bat, once you put the menu down, the menu was big, knocked over a cup of water on one person. Later- oh, if the menu's big, it's a diner, right? Ta- it was, no, it was, it, it was like one of those places that was trying to be fancier than it was. So they, oh, put the, okay. they put the tiny menu in like a giant leather like uh, book, you know? The <laughs> second time, she was bringing uh, the drinks that were ordered and spilled on another person. And then the third time, it was food that she spilled. It was bringing, putting a plate on the table and the sauce f- slipped off the side. Very hot right out of my lap. <laughs> Smelled like lemon butter for a week. Ooh, that's nice. My question for you is, does that person deserve to have... No tip, the same tip I would have given had they been amazing, or? I think that, that in that situation, that's not always under their control. Well, that was like, under their control. I mean, yeah. That but, one was. Okay, yeah, but I that, would argue, she's trying to be good at her job. She's just drunk. Well, maybe drunk, maybe high, maybe clumsy, maybe she had a, you know, a equilibrium issue. Or it could be just, a, yeah, <laughs> she's, you know, going vertigo. through vertigo and, you know, it's hard to be at work when you have that. No, I think that it could be somebody's first day. It could be a bad day for them. I don't necessarily use that as whether I'm going to tip well or not. I use it based on whether they get my order correct, whether they come when everything comes in a timely fashion, if they check on you, if you eventually get your bill in a timely fat, like you don't have to look for them, you know, they're not missing for 10, 20, 30 minutes at a time, that kind of stuff. Well, but That's all, just etiquette. All, but all of those things could be outside of their control too. I mean, they got irritable bowels, so they're gone for a bit. I always want to think about my waiters and waitresses having <laughs> irritable bowels. Hey, perhaps uh, you said they got the order wrong. Maybe they got the order right, but someone in the kitchen screwed it up. So, so. Yeah, but they always say that. A kitchen never screws it up. It's always the waiter. Well, I, I guess, yeah, I would like, Whenever there's a, a finger pointing situation that happens, I would like all the parties involved to be at the table so we could have a little like, mini trial. I'd like them to just be honest. I'm sorry, bowels. <laughs> I'm sorry, bowels. I'm sorry. That's, that would have been really a good excuse for anything. Like. Oh my God, I forgot your rant. Sorry, bowels. All I'll right. be right back. Well, okay. now, we've, now we've done uh, too much of our talking here, so we're going to have to, okay, we're gonna have to do the actual tips when we get back. But okay. uh, just so you know, just the tip Tuesday. Uh, today, going to talk. Give us one right now to get everyone ready. This is the science of tipping. You want to get bigger tips? Maybe you do a job you have not been getting tipped. We'll change all of that uh, all and we'll talk about it. Here's one tip in just the tip about tips personalizing your experience. Maybe your job requires a uniform, maybe it doesn't. But if you're allowed to accessorize in any way... Flare. Flare. It goes a long way. A study was reviewed recently that said waitresses received 17% more in tips when they wore even something as simple as just a flower in their hair. Huh. And I, and I know that that's not like, you know, TGI Friday's flare on their suspenders or anything like that, but anything different, anything you can do to stand out... That's going to make you pop, and that's what's going to pop the dollars out of the wallets. It's weird because when I was a waiter, I, I used to have, I was covered in dandruff, and that did not <laughs> apparently count as flare. My acne was flare of <laughs> sorts. Flaring up. I was flaring. <laughs> Hemorrhoids were flaring. I'll be back in a moment. This is the all new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We will officially get into just the tip Tuesday next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. It is the all-new Channel Q. Time for Just the Tip Tuesday on this show called Drop the Subject. Every Tuesday, we change it up, give you a tip or a few tips that could change your life for the better. Today, going to be talking about not only the service industry, but because we live in this world now where so many things can be brought to you, delivered to you, uh, so many options for people, either task rabbiting or postmating or there's a lot of opportunities to tip more now than ever before. Even ride sharing, which people used to love at the beginning because there was a no tip policy, or at least that's what people believed. Um, but uh, today it's all about the tip. We uh, kicked it off a moment ago, but now let's officially get into it. Let, I know we're saying just the tip, but let's go balls deep okay. uh, in this round of just the <laughs> okay. tip. Well, the first one is pretty obvious, and this is the number one thing that you can do to get a bigger tip, and that is to increase the total bill. So when you get a waiter or waitress who's like, oh, by the way, did you want like a side of fries because, you know, this portion's kind of small and you're like, okay, yeah, why not? Why not throw that on? If they're upselling those little things to you or they're really talking about how great the specials are, which specials are always just kind of like leftover fish, that's what's really going to drive up the total price of the bill and that's ultimately what's going to get you the bigger tip because no matter what, people usually do at least 15%. 
I uh, think that the system is flawed, and we should not be tipping on the amount or the the, the the price of food. And I'll explain it like this. One time, my wife ordered something with um, a truffle in it. It wasn't hard to bring to the table. It was just a little. It was a little mushroom, a little shredded mushroom. Mm-hmm. The tipping. She got should a be, side of truffle. It was like a, it was some dish that was basically a. Uh, it was an eighty-five, whatever the hell it was, very expensive, and. It wasn't, Can I have it, my expensive on the side? It couldn't have been any easier to bring to the table. Like it was very small, wasn't heavy, didn't roll around. My theory about tipping should be the harder the meal is to balance on a tray. <laughs> if someone orders martinis, like in the old school martini glass. Oh, yeah, that, that's tough. The tip needs to go up. If it's like soups, <laughs> the tip needs to go up. Anything that's difficult to balance... Yeah, like th- those double, triple-decker club sandwiches. That, yeah, exactly. Like all that's holding it together right. is a tiny toothpick. That's not very expensive, but that is that is tip-worthy to me. To me, that is how the tip should be determined, not how expensive the... Because someone got foie gras. So but, then no one would get tipped very well on like pizza. Well, but... Because pizza's just like flat and pretty easy to yeah, serve. Yeah, you would think so, but sometimes they, if they don't put it on the... If they don't bring it down on the right angle, uh, then the cheese all slides to one side. I think that that <laughs> is... Uh, I would say that's still a 15%, 20% uh, uh, menu item right there. Okay. But well, I don't soup like this is whole... not very expensive, so if you Soup's get tipped that well with soup, then I guess... If, yeah. if you're a waiter and you've got to bring four soups to a table, that has got to be like your 9-11, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ten soups. All right. And I say that because the cost would be 9-11. I'm not making any sort of a joke. <laughs> all right. Personal your appearance, we said, having any kind of flair, flowers in your hair, etc. Number three, entertain your people. Um, if you boost, you can boost your average tip from 16% of the bill to 23% if you maybe give them a joke mm. or any kind of like a word puzzle. Oh, God, I would, I would <laughs> drop the tip so quickly. Especially uh, if they like wouldn't give me, if they're holding my food in front of me and he's like, but before I give you the food, let's unscramble this <laughs> phrase. Ookska, blue blah. Like, wait, what? It's a verbal word scramble. Yeah, verbal word scramble. Isn't that medium? It was medium rare. You're like, I just want my actual scramble. I, yeah. <laughs> I want my Denver scramble. Okay? I don't want Damn this. you. Wait, I think that is horrible. I mean, I guess if you cannot come across as hokey or hacky and have a good line about. Uh, something. Yeah, I mean, there are those waiters, you can tell them right away, that they give you a few zingers right at the beginning, and you know, and like, you know, people like my parents would laugh and be like, oh, that's so funny, but then people like me who are in the know, I'm like, okay, you do that joke to pretty much everybody that walks in here, and it probably works, and it probably increases your tip. But when I was working at the American Girl Cafe... Oh, don't brag. <laughs> When I was serving tea and crumpets to dolls, yes, they had little um, like conversation starters that we had to use with, like with the groups of kids that came in. Right. So we'd have to stop by and be like, like all uh, right, well, who's your many, favorite American how, girl How many jobs do you think I got rejected for before I started working here, kids? <laughs> How many auditions do you think I got this week? <laughs> so I'm going to come back. You guys think on it. Uh, do any of you girls dream of growing up and one day working at this uh, cafe serving your dolls uh, fake, fake tea? No? Uh, all right, I'm going to start an improv. Give me a location. Uh, <laughs> all right, so doing that will help. Uh, it can increase your tip size from 19 to 22%. Now, this one is very specific. Give your customers a drawing, a little personalized drawing. And I have seen this that's on a lot weird. of receipts where you do a little smiley face yes. or you do something that's like, thanks for coming in, bleep bloop. And it actually, I do appreciate that when I see that. Uh, I think a lot of people don't even look at their receipt anymore. They just go straight to the total. Well, right, they but, look at the number and they think, they think, oh boy, I hope I can expense this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but studies showed that a happy face or a picture of the sun on the customer's bill resulted in a bigger tip. Huh. I, I notice sometimes when they write a little note and they'll say something like, it's been a pleasure serving you or having you, and then they'll write like, you know, Sven. And sometimes I see that and I think, I, I see right through it. And I think to myself, that is a bold move for to try to squeeze a Bold couple... Bold move, Sven. Yeah, I'm like, typ- doing? typical Sven wow, right there. Wow, presumptuous. And then, and then I'll be like, thanks, Sven. And she'll be like, my name was Stephanie. It says Stephanie. Can you not read cursive? <laughs> like, oh, I do know that it, among the wait staff, I think that you would get a little bit made fun of if you did that on all your receipts. Like I've Behind worked with people back. who, like, yeah, who right. were like printing out, like this guy I worked with was printing out his receipts and draw a little thing on his receipts. And we were always like, you dummy. But he probably got way more tips than we did. But he, he just wanted to take care of his people. I bet you this 
Harris is on the uh, list. If you're just joining us, talking uh, just the tip. It's something we do every Tuesdays today, talking about actual tipping. And if you work uh, in an industry where you rely on tips, these are ways you can increase your tips, but apply these to your lives as well. I, the thing that usually would get me to say I'm going to do more is if they ever bring me something and they make it seem like even if it was all on the up and up, but they always make it seem like they did something shady to get me a piece of pie. That's or uh, that's on here as well. Okay, because that's the time when they're like, look, they're like, hey, look, I uh, accidentally put in too many pies for table sixteen, but uh, yeah, hey, we, I won't, I won't tell if you won't. And then I'm like, yeah, this guy's cool. We're like, <laughs> we're like involved in a crime oh, together. Yeah, here's another three dollars. Right. You win. Yeah, that happened to us this weekend because we went to a wine bar and we told people that it was our six month wedding anniversary. We got a free glass of champagne. It's pretty great. Yeah, and I, we it, gave a great tip on that. Right. So you end up usually tipping more than the free thing would have been, or at least you take, you factor that in. So this would have been a $10 exactly. glass of champagne. Let's throw uh, that another 10 bucks. So, but it, it doesn't even have to be free, like dish or anything. It can be just a little candy, but giving any kind of gift will increase your tip significantly. Um, if you, like, there's a place we go to where they give you a free ice cream. At um, there's like the last sushi place ever that probably ever exists that gives you free green tea ice cream at the end of the meal, and that place we tip so well because we're like, wow, we got basically a free dessert out of this, so that's exciting. Using customer names, that's kind of a given, but uh, another study said that customers who were thanked by, um, by name tipped more. Making a weather forecast. <laughs> Writing on the receipt, hey, the weather is supposed to be really good tomorrow. I hope you enjoy your day. That is <laughs> the most absurd thing. I mean, I, maybe if you were a waiter in the 1800s before cell phones, and they were like, wow, this person went through the trouble of giving me the weather. I mean, and also, if that waiter, if that waiter screws you and is like, tomorrow, going to be it's great. And then I'll, <laughs> you put on a parka, you get your leftover pasta and a giant parka, and you're like, like Marty at Applebee says it's going to snow today. I can't believe it. I mean, that seems, I understand the whole idea. Is can, can you somehow form a relationship. a relationship that makes it seem like you're not just a number, it's a personal thing. I get all of, a lot of these, that's the similarity they have. How um, about, like, at, like none of these things you've said so far involve hustle. Don't let the nope. drinks get empty yeah, ever. Don't disappear. Here's the thing I hate uh, that waiters do. If I'm ordering, like, an iced tea or, like a, like, a soda, one of those free refill sort of drinks, and I'm, like, halfway through, and then they go, oh, you look like you, you could be, use a refill. And I'm like, yeah, goddamn right I could. Thanks for paying attention. And then they take my cup that I was drinking out of, and they, like, disappear. Whereas, what are you, short on glasses in this uh, place? I see. Bring bring the other one. Oh, uh, th- that, to me, is the, the, the most, above all else... The, that's other, the, that's your biggest pet peeve. The, well, the thing that can that makes me the most impressed, like if I'm like actually at the end going to factor, like all right, is this person was just a good waiter, bad. It is how quick they were with the refills, and if they brought additional glasses. There's some place I take every time I took two sips, they'd be they have another one right there, a brand new one next to me. I mean, it was like a G, this guy was on point, and the guy probably got a thirty percent tip. Yeah, but there are other people who might think that's a bad thing because they think it's wasteful. I actually don't like it when I get overly refilled because I like to know how much I'm drinking and I can't tell how much I'm drinking if they keep refilling my damn drink every five seconds. Look, it's I like, like I take two sips of the water and they're like, more water? I'm like, well, no. It's always funny leave me alone. They, it's always funny when they refill you on the water before you uh, know they did it and then you go to take a sip and you thought you had it gauged properly and then you spill yeah. it all over your own lap. Exactly. All right, just a few last minute ones. Introducing yourself by name, squatting down to talk to customers. I know, you know, that makes you think of like Outback and things like that. They teach everybody to squat down or even sit with the customers. I'm glad you said squatting down to talk to customers. You said squatting down. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. The that is not going to increase the tip. Or maybe it does if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> hey, you know what? She had the balls to squat on me. <laughs> I'm going to have what she's having over there. The, uh... <laughs> uh, smiling a lot, writing thank you on the bill. And this one's risky, touching a customer's hand or shoulder briefly. So there you go. I don't think you should do that one. I understand once again why, but I think in this day and age, it's the last thing you need is to be like, I thought we were having a nice romantic dinner for two at the Olive Garden, but oh no. Turns <laughs> out it was Stacey a dinner, for, dinner for three. Well, uh, I think it also depends. Like if you were at a Hooters, I think this list goes right out the window and there's a whole different set of rules. Oh yeah. And know? of course, if you're at a high end sort of place, uh, this has been just the tip Tuesdays here on the all new channel Q, a show that is called Drop the Subject. And based on the reaction we're getting from people in the halls here, uh, we're supposed to drop this subject immediately. Immediately come back and get into News It or Lose It, where we learn real things happening in the world. That is next, right here on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. We'll be right back.
Drop the subject. The all-new Channel Q. It's radio.com, HD radio, and old-school listening wherever you're going. You can uh, bring us with you, connected speakers, etc. We cannot promote us enough because the station is not promoting us at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, we'll be back in a moment uh, with the News or Illusion segment because, as Ali informed me, um, we are way, way behind. Yes, our ginger producer is waving his fingers. Also, Way, Way Behind is a new show coming to Channel Q. Uh, it's going to be very popular. Anyway, we'll talk about uh, that and what is up in the news after this. The all-new Channel Q. Drop the subject. Back next. Drop the, the subject. subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right. One hour down. Another to go. This is Drop the Subject on the brand new Channel Q. And uh, I'm Allie. Kevin's over there. And it is time to get into the News It or Lose It portion of the show. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Why do we do this? I will read some headlines. And then you will decide whether we news the stories, which means we break them down in depth. Or we lose the stories, meaning that we toss them out the window and we never speak of them again. Someone did let us know on our social, which, by the way, is DTS show for Drop the Subject, DTS, Drop the Subject, that uh, every time after we go through News It or Lose It, they will actually, on their own, they will news all of the stories that we decided to lose just to find out if we're making them up or if they're actual real <laughs> no, news stories. No, these are all real headlines. Yeah, we don't make up the news around here, okay? This is not no, the... Uh, we're a, definitely uh, not creative enough. No, them. clearly we don't have that kind of time, mental capacity, bandwidth, uh, or uh, even an updated enough computer to do that. We're still using <laughs> some old schools over here. Still all right. rocking our old Dells from college. <laughs> Oh, man. I had my Dell for way too long. Okay. Here's headline number one. This is how many parents actually hate their own baby's name. Oh, normally I would say lose it, but I was thinking this past weekend how much I really don't like one of my daughter's <laughs> names. I really want to guess which daughter it is. Um, um, okay, we should definitely news that. Yeah, then. let's news that. I think that's a fair... I think I, a lot of people regret their kids' names later on in life because I think people mostly do it for trends, but we can delve into it. All right, yeah, we'll talk right. about that mm. for sure. Headline number two, why won't anyone buy Scotty Pippen's South Florida mansion? Uh, it's overpriced, so we can move on <laughs> past that one. I've looked you know, into it. I looked into why. it. I uh, said to myself, I've, I'm looking for a place in South Florida only that was owned by a former NBA player, but I'm going to say let's lose that. All right, cow toilets created by Dutch inventor tackle emissions from urine. God, I know you want me to lose it, but I'm kind of intrigued. Um, we but, can do it if you have, if we have time. Uh, let's lose it for now. All right, and then finally, this Game of Thrones star says it's difficult making friends in college. Hmm. I bet it's, you it's Hodor. Real life is pretty hard for some of these. It's got to be Hodor, right? <laughs> He's like, I have to hold the door for everybody, <laughs> and now me. I never get to go to class. They just invite me to frat parties to hold the door, okay. and it's getting old. Now, he's actually I, a very successful club DJ, the guy that played Hodor, I believe. Hodor is? Yeah, I think he is. So, uh, I'm Is Hodor Calvin Harris? Uh, Hodor <laughs> is actually uh, um, Dead Mouse. You didn't know that? <laughs> That's why he wears that mask. All right, let's get into this. Um, or marshmallow, maybe. That would have been a more com- more topical reference uh, for this station. I don't know my details. All right, let's get into the actual news it now. Uh, here we go. We uh, lost the stories. We've lost. We'll never speak of them again. Go, go Google them on your own or Bing them if you're old school. And let's uh, get into the actual news it portion now. Okay, so coming of age, it's tough in the world of Game of Thrones. We all know this. Uh, I think surviving in general is kind of difficult. Apparently, in real life, it is not that different because one of the actors from Game of Thrones, he just began college and it has not been an easy journey. Isaac Hempstead Wright. Do you know who that is? I, I'm going to assume this is a total guess because I have a hard enough time keeping their characters' names straight. I don't know really any of their real names. Mm. And if I ever saw them, I'd be like, oh, that's Jon Snow getting a burrito. I wouldn't know their actual <laughs> names. I, Kit Harrington. Or that guy, name. maybe I would know. But the, the rest of them, I would have no idea. Okay, he plays- I'm going to assume he's the guy that's got the... Um, He's the guy that's got the, the dead legs and the eyes. You're right. He can see it's the Bran. Crows. Bran, yeah. Bran. He's, he's very unlikable. Yeah, Bran is having trouble making friends in college. I was going to guess him or Joff- or, or, or former King Joffrey. I don't want to give too much yeah, away. Yeah, but I think Joffrey was only on for so long that he 
has like enough time has passed where his life can kind of get back to normal again. Bran is tough because his storyline is very boring. So I don't think he's necessarily the most exciting person on Game of Thrones. And now he's 19 and he just began university. And he said that it's really, really difficult to he like went out to dinner with some prospective new friends and no one was talking to him. Like they invited him out to dinner. Then no one was talking to him. And he was like, what is going on? And then eventually they were like, we all heard that you're on Game of Thrones. And and he like his email is public domain also so he's trying to just find out where his next lecture is and all he has is like billions of emails being like what up three-eyed raven (laughs) and so it's like really hard for him to even get his classes straight i'm sure that any successful person a famous person that goes to school there's there's the difficulty i remember you'd always hear stories like the olsen twins were just trying to fit in which is like impossible because they were going to college and everyone's like oh it's the olsen twins this guy is in a show that is obviously people are pa- super passionate about it, but I'm sure there's enough people that have not watched or don't care about Game of Thrones. He could just find, can he just find like a nice Amish community to hang out with that has no idea what he does? <laughs> I don't know if they have Amish colleges. Also, don't you the think thing. these people, like when I saw the Orange is the New Black cast on a red carpet, I, I didn't recognize hardly any of them because yeah, they're all done up. Especially with Game of Thrones, it's probably hard to recognize people. Yeah, like I, once you all you gotta do is like take off the merkin and get your <laughs> hair cut, and I feel like he, voila, you look like a totally different. Like he, I mean, have, he already doesn't... looks like a totally different person just because he's walking. Yeah, just, yeah, right. Just, I'd be like, that guy kind of looks like the guy from Game of Thrones who's being pulled around in a sled all day. I'm like, wait a minute, he's walking, can't be him. And I'd move if on. If Bran was going to my college, I would just want to give him a piggyback ride to all his classes. Oh God, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, look, it's one of those like, oh poor. It's like, uh, you know, oh, poor baby. Like, you know, he's in college. Well, that's he ma- hard, though. I mean, you're trying to just have a normal college experience, and you can't because you're obviously given special treatment. And you know who had friends in college? A bunch of people that are losers today. You know who didn't have friends? Mark Zuckerberg. People that are like billionaires, right. all right? so That's why he created Facebook, because yes. he was a loser in college. He couldn't have, he needed virtual digital friends, so oh. that was the idea. So like, so keep alienating those people. Yeah, yeah that's okay? what I'm saying. You're we, doing God's work. We need these people to create the next big thing. I also think that people like this guy are the only people who can afford college anymore. That's so, absolutely true. He, even like... he had to take out loans, so it's, <laughs> it's crazy. He said, don't worry, a Lannister pays their debts. <laughs> Wrong family, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just trying Good to joke, though, just trying it. to tie it into a Game of Thrones. Okay. Let people know I'm in the know. Kevin, you went through the baby naming process. Uh, how well, much effort would you say you put into it? Zero. Oh, come on. I put in personally. I put in zero because I had no power. I mean, okay, I, but, I did. Yeah, but you. I mean, a lot of thought I, went into it. I came up with my job was like. I said to my wife, "Give me a name, and I'll tell you why we can't name her that." And I would make fun of it. So she'd be like, "You know." Rhea and I was like like diarrhea forget that like I would just say what what kids would say you know so, and I'm good at that and it's one of the skills I have in addition to guessing bra sizes so if you are thinking about naming a baby or a dog you can run the name by me and I'll happily try to tell you why you should stay away from that name um, but when it came down to it the deal was if we had a son I could name the son if we had a daughter my wife would name the daughter and then so she got to name our first daughter who and this is a name that she claimed she had picked out from when she was you know five years old like she always knew she wanted to have a daughter and name her this oh, okay. so the fact of the matter that this name happened to become one of the most popular names in the world yeah because baby number one that that is one of the most popular names right that's what we call right her now. baby number one baby. that's her legal name and uh, we just wanted to keep it vague but you know we don't know we don't want to try but yeah no my, my first daughter's name is olivia but which, by the way, is everyone's name. And this weekend, uh, was it like on what, three days ago? So on Saturday, I guess. I was at a, and this happens all the time now. It's such a popular name that if you go to any place that's got multiple kids, you are going to hear the yells of Olivia, no, Olivia, come here, Olivia, that, Olivia, this, Olivia, that. And then I, and it's just a chorus the wrong parents. of people yelling Olivia's out. And I, I think what it does is it, it trains your kid to not even listen. They hear the name so much, they don't mm-hmm. even listen for it. Yeah. All right. Well, a good amount of people, parents, actually regret the names that they give to their children. In fact, one in seven couples admit to making a, quote, terrible mistake when choosing the name of their baby. And one in four parents admit to telling their own children that they regretted picking out their name. And why do they hate the names? Well, many people say it's because the name all of a sudden spikes in popularity, like you said with your wife. Like, she already knew that she wanted to name her daughter Olivia, but then she couldn't understand, like, she didn't realize that now it is one of the most popular names. I said, I, that was my only advice. I said, anything but that. I go, the, the, the name, it's just too much of a name. I said, I'd rather, I'd rather name her Adolf. 
<laughs> and she said, I'm not doing that. And then, you know, every you name. You can't make fun of that one. Every name <laughs> suggestion. Well, you're not, not going to be a lot of Adolf being yelled at the playground. All right. One, one Adolf, they're listening. But I just, um, she, uh, she didn't listen to my advice. And now I think that. I think, she hasn't admitted this yet, but I think that part of her regrets it a little bit because even now she's like thinking of like, what's a good, clever nickname that we could give her so that's more like... Oh? I don't want to name her after an orgasm. <laughs> Thank you, Allie. Great idea. I mean... Uh, so we're going to call her, hey. oh, 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 <laughs> we yell for her at the park? No, oh, no. Right. I, uh, I dated a girl named Olivia and her nickname was Liv. Yeah, that seems also like a like like you're putting a lot of pressure on the kid. Like, live, you know? <laughs> Come on, keep going, live. Yeah, breathe, you um, know, drink water, I don't, I, I don't feel like this problem happens for people who name their kids weird names. Like, I think this is mm. mostly for people who name their kids names that everybody else has. Like, people who really put thought into it and they're like, I'm going to name my kid, you know, Rasputin or something right, like that. Right. They don't regret that because they're so excited that their kid has a unique name and they'll always have a unique name. I think it's probably worst for the people who name their kids really common names but with weird, unique spellings. I... I gave my wife two pitches, and I still think they're good baby names. One of them is uh, vaccination. I think it's an important thing to remind people that, uh, like, hey, this kid's vaccinated. It's cool. They're not going to get smallpox, you know? Oh, so just name the kid what they have. Like- yeah, like, vac- come here, vaccination. Oh, yeah. Come <laughs> hey, teed out. No one's ever going to say, like, I don't want vaccination to play with my kid. Everyone's like, yeah, vaccination, come over. That's cool. And she didn't like that idea. And I think the other one I came up with was Zika. You know, I think there are people named Zika. Right, because it does mean something else other than what it was. But Zika was all the rage. Right, right when we first got, first time we got pregnant, that was the biggest fear in the entire the world, rage. was Zika. I think it was all the fear. Well, whatever it was, yeah. it was a lot of Zika talk. And I was like, let's go ahead and combat this head on and just name her Zika. Yeah. I that think did not go over well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, th- I don't think any of those ideas probably would be good. But naming a kid a family name, I think, is the way to go now. Like, I, th- I think that it's going to go back to that. People are trying to just be as unique as possible, which you can't anymore. So you just go back to, like, John. Everyone's John and Anne-Marie. Yeah, that's fine. I'm and fine with that. And you just do that because no stress is put into it, so you can't regret it because it wasn't really your choice to begin with. It was like what we were talking about last week with the uh, outfits, right? In the future, all the movies, everyone's wearing metallic uh, Adidas jumpsuits, and, and this is yeah. kind of the same thing with names. So it's not wasting time, any energy thinking about it. Not that we don't all celebrate being individuals, etc. You know, we can still like our own little things here and there, uh, but regardless, every guy is John, and every uh, woman is, uh, what'd you say? Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, and if, you're, uh, if you don't want to identify as either, we'll come up with like a happy hybrid name. Or like screw a, We could just go full future mode and do numbers. Numbers. Yeah. Numbers would be cool. Numbers is great because then you don't have to worry about some, because you could be like, oh, hi, what's your name? You're like, I'm 7,443,300. I mean, oh my God, that's so that's close to That's a beautiful number. <laughs> I hope, so, but no one, so no one will have the same name. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you could just do QR codes. I like that as well. Uh, be back so there you go. There's news that are losing. Yeah, we yet. know some things. I don't know what, but we learned hopefully a few things. Be back. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about Happy relationships. That's right. Doesn't matter. Gay, straight, straight, gay, undecided, pansexual, pan labyrinth. We'll break it down in a moment because when we get back, there are two questions you should ask yourself and ask the other person. And that will determine whether or not you will be in a happy and healthy relationship. The first question is, are you Ike Turner? (laughs) Topical, really topical reference. We'll be back in a moment. We'll break it down for you right after this on the all new Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The all new Channel Q in your ear holes. It is Drop the Subject. That is Allie. My name's Kevin, and uh, we teased it. So now let's go ahead and give you the sweet, sweet payoff. The happy ending, which is coming a, li- a little bit early today. Um, we're not done with the show, <laughs> it unfortunately. It does happen. Never happened to me before, but it's <laughs> happening today. It'll never happen again, I promise. Um, happy relationships. A lot of people get annoyed now. They go, oh, I look back my Instagram. I wasted four years with this person. I could have known right out of the, right off the bat this was the wrong person for me. Usually, that's what happens when you do break up eventually. Sometimes there's something completely out of left field. You're like, I didn't realize they had a bunch of dead bodies in their basement. That's weird. But for the most part, you're like, I kind of knew right off the right at, right away it wasn't going to work long term. But then 
the sex was good or we liked the same band, so we stayed together for a while and the band broke up, so what are we supposed to do? <laughs> there were some people that uh, got together listening to us, Kevin. That's right, yeah. And then this now show, they broke up. This show responsible for uh, bringing couples together and then also potentially breaking them, them up. So yeah. uh, we're happy to be a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to Michigan State University, a college that's getting a lot of a lot of credit these days because that's the exact school that beat Duke. If you uh, care at all about what's happening in college basketball, which you probably don't, a lot of the world hates Duke. Well, Michigan State University took down Duke, which is why your bracket is probably screwed right now. Is Duke like the Patriots? Yes, Duke is in many ways like the Patriots okay. of college basketball. People just feel like... Uh, like they, they always get the glory. Yeah, they always get the best players and blah, blah, blah. But regardless, they're, they were favorites to win everything and now they're gone. According to uh, Michigan State University... Average uh, single person spends uh, $146 per month on dating, which you know adds up, and who knows, the number could change, obviously, depending on where you live and if you're the one picking up the tab, but regardless, that is every month, you're looking at you know $1,500 a year you're spending hmm. just on dates, so no why, waste, why waste time with people that aren't the right people? Right, yeah, exactly. Well, I don't think people do waste that much time anymore. I think that they go for cheaper dates in general. They just go on more of them. It's like, let's just get coffee 17 times right, in one month. That adds up. I mean, do the no, math on that. So I it adds up. Yeah. So you're, you're shorter dates and, and less, you know, also you're at a point where if things aren't working, I think a lot of people now, they just will like right into the middle of the appetizer, just go, uh, this I gotta is, go to the bathroom and just leave. I just think they say like, look, this is, let's just not waste any time. Let's throw it out in my half of the bill. Let's not order entrees and let's get out of here because I can still work four more dates in it tonight. <laughs> Here's the two questions. You tell me if you agree or disagree. Uh, according to uh, 2,500 couples, that have been married for roughly 20 years. So these are couples that have been together and they've stayed together. Okay. Do you have low standards? (laughs) How do you feel about sweatpants all the time? (laughs) Here are the two traits that successful couples usually have. Conscientious. You don't know what that means. uh, (laughs) Something with being anxious. Con- you're being conscientious of the other person. You're self. You're you're self aware, but you're also considerate. Considerate is really what. Thank you. I had no idea. <laughs> and agreeable. Those are the two things that keep couples happy together the longest. Okay, so that is sort of like having low standards in a way. Yeah. Just being very go with the flow, agreeable. Right, which doesn't necessarily mean you're happy. You just are one of these people that just is like, I don't want to put up a fight, so I don't feel like sushi tonight, but they want sushi, so I just go, all right, whatever, I'll go get a bowl yeah. of rice. Do you want to get married? I'm going to propose to you. <laughs> yeah, sure, let's <laughs> whatever. get married. I'll be agreeable. <laughs> Those are the two traits you okay, can have. Well, so the questions you're supposed to ask yourself about the person that you're thinking about being in a relationship with, if you're looking for this type of relationship, and maybe, listen, we've said this before, we don't know if being together for a long time means you're necessarily in a successful relationship. I think that's the standard of, oh, they're in a, su- a successful relationship. They've been married 50 years, but we don't know how happy they are. That's just a that's just an amount of time. No, it could just be one person being agreeable for 50 years, but not necessarily happy. And I think that the, the problem with this study is that... You can't have you can't have two of the same thing. You can't have two people like if everyone is asking, oh, the person I'm going to be with, they have to be conscientious and agreeable. There can't be two people that are in a relationship together that are both just conscientious and agreeable. There has to be one who's selfish a hole, and the other person is agreeable and goes with the flow. That's what makes the good relationship. There can't just be two people who are like, do you want sushi? I don't know. Do you want sushi? No, no. Want to get married? They're they're probably thrilled. They're probably together so long because they're still trying to figure out where to go to dinner. (laughs) Six years in, they still made up their mind. Starved to death. Here, yeah, that's how, they died right in each other's arms. They died hours apart. Malnourished because they could not figure it out. They were both so agreeable. Like I don't, I consider myself to probably be the more conscientious or agreeable yes, person. I agree. Uh, and my wife is very demanding. She's and, the a-hole uh, that you spoke of. The, the the selfish a-hole you spoke of moments ago. Well, she's a lady who knows what she wants. Yes. And she often says, like, like for instance, last night before we went to bed, I moved the fan two inches over and it really, really bothered her. Oh, it's so funny you say that. I had a fan issue last night too. <laughs> That's unbelievable. She said... I moved it and then I walked away and she was staring at it very intently and I was like what's the problem and she was like nothing and I was like what's what's going on and she was like I just spent a really long time positioning the fan to be just so and I was Mm -hmm. like for God's sake then you if 
fine. I'm not going to touch anything. So then I'm the agreeable one. I go, fine. You you are in charge of the of the fan. You're in charge of the food. You're in charge of whatever she has an opinion about. Well, right? that's why Johnny Oscillate came around and invented oscillation, <laughs> thinking he would solve all these problems. But apparently, he did not solve them at all. Because I had a simple kicked Mark Stationary right out of the business. <laughs> yeah, Mark Stationary. Like, no one's going to come up with something better than me. And then Johnny Oscillate comes along and goes, Hey, how about we make the fan move? Couple stop fighting. But no, similar thing. My house as well. I said to my wife, Can I turn move the fan a little bit so I can feel it too? I go, if I move it a little bit, you'll get it 98%. I'll just get a little bit of breeze, but uh, it'll help me a lot. She goes, no. <laughs> so that was how my discussion went. And you were like, all right. Uh, you just the, go with it, the, right? Well, the point is, well, yeah, but then there are times, and this is, I think, when couples finally snap and end it. it, it I'm not saying me <laughs> specifically. Let's just say that there's a fan right There's now one more fan in, in the street outside of my house. <laughs> a million pieces. Yeah, sometimes you snap. Uh, no, but that when the person that's usually the agreeable one decides, you know what, tonight I actually want to have something my way. And if the other partner cannot, even in that moment, be a little agreeable or at least so, you know what, yeah, maybe we have done what I want or seen rom-coms the last 40 times we've gone to the movies and mm-hmm. now this person wants to go to an action adventure. Then I think the person that used to be so agreeable finally goes like, you know what? F this, what am I even doing here? Da, 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 da. They get resentful, because that's yeah. the other thing. You can build up resentment. No, that's very true. I think that uh, that is an issue, and, and that's what you have to consider when you're finding somebody who's agreeable and conscientious and so thoughtful. They're always going to remember your birthday. They're always going to bring you flowers. They're always going to make you feel special and also go with whatever you want. You have to know you can't take advantage of a good thing when you find it. So if you find that person, you treat them like gold, okay? And you let them do stuff sometimes when they want to do it. Are you doing a personal cameo this message not- now to your wife? <laughs> or is this our show stuff? Shout out to Katie. Um, here's the question you're supposed to ask. Are they a nice person? Because I think you can make a determination pretty quickly when you meet someone, like regardless of if they've got faults or things you don't like about them or maybe they have some questionable tattoos, right? You could still say, well, they seem like a good, like a nice person, decent person. And do they have a lot of anxiety? Okay, well now I'm out. Those things matter way more than the fact that two people are introverts and end up together. So think about it. Those are the questions. I don't necessarily know why, but according to all the research that was done by Michigan State University, you ask these questions. Well, I don't see what anxiety has to do with it. I don't think that that's important. I think that there are plenty of people that have anxiety that are nice people. There are plenty of people who have anxiety that are mean people. But, I mean, what is the fact, like, just because I have anxiety means I'm a bad partner? That's not, that, well, like, that seems... it ties into this. It's because I have a condition I'll, that runs in the family. I'll read you a quote. Highly neurotic people make mountains out of molehills, so making any fight or relationship problem much worse than they need to be. They, That's not true. Cre- These are general. Oh, here, here you go. You're doing it. These Allie- Michigan idiots don't know what yeah, they're talking no, about. No, all right, no. stick to basketball, no, you t- losers. Turns out Allie's a Duke fan. <laughs> a Duke fan with a lot of neuroses. <laughs> I'm a nice person. Partners of neurotic people are always on edge. <laughs> And it doesn't translate to a good relationship. So think about that. Unfortunately, our time has come to an end on this okay. chat. We'll be back Be back in a moment, at least I think, unless Allie has a breakdown right here. Ah! I'm going to move the fan two inches this way towards me. No! And I'll be back in a moment. This is Drop the Subject on the all-new Channel Q. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Subject has been dropped and then picked up once again. This is Drop the Subject. I'm Allie and Kevin is right next to me. I partnered crime and this is the new Channel Q. Kevin, um... Let me just point out, Allie said partner in crime, not life partner. Because I don't use the word partner around here, especially on this station. People assume that we're dating. I just want to make it very clear. He is my significant other in crime. Oh, no, don't... I'm Allie's F buddy. <laughs> no, wrong. No. I did that wrong. I, oh uh, I am sitting here. We do a show together. Nope. We are cohorts. We are definitely friends without benefits. And without friendship. Um, <laughs> oh, I do consider us friends, Kevin. Well, that makes oh, one of it. us. All right. Kevin, what do you... you... What, say, what say you, acquaintance? <laughs> do you still... I know that you've mentioned this before. Do you frequently urinate in the evenings? Uh, I mentioned that off the air before. <laughs> I was explaining that finally, when baby number two started sleeping through the night, that is when, for some strange reason, my bladder or prostate, I'm not exactly sure what causes it, decided to wake me up five times a night now to go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's still happening. Uh, Is it happening that much? 
Like um, how many times do you think well, you wake the, up? I only get up. Pro- I only actually get out of bed maybe twice during the night. Maybe. But you some- wake up and you're like, I have to pee. I, yeah, and then you I, go back I, to sleep. I think that. I, I and I'm afraid that I'm going to have one of those dreams. Because I remember as a kid, the last time I went to bed was like four or five years ago. No, no, it was you know, many years ago. But I remember it was. I, I woke up knowing I had to go to the bathroom, but was too lazy to do it. Yep. And then I would go back to sleep, but then I would have a dream where, like, all of a sudden, the dreams I, screw you. I, I would be yeah. walking in a fountain, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm splashing around in a fountain." And then next thing I knew, I had to get rubber sheets. <laughs> yes. Did that happen as an adult? Because that happened to me once as sort of an adult. Uh, no, I don't think I've ever done that as an adult. Okay. Well, this is not about wetting the bed in general, but it is about peeing, getting up to pee a lot of times in the night. And Kevin, I hate to break it to you, but you're dying. Oh, great. <laughs> no. I mean, I knew that was happening regardless. I mean, we're all I dying, mean, we're all dying a little each day, yes. But you're saying that the um, uh, the fact that I'm now a nocturnal um, urinator means that I am unhealthy? Well, not only does it disrupt your sleep, which we know, which screws up the circadian rhythm, which is a big thing for everybody now. If you screw up your circadian rhythm, I mean, you might as well call it quits these days. Um, and if you resist the urge to go because you don't want, like you do what you said, where you get up and you don't want to go to the bathroom, so you just go back to bed, that can be very detrimental to your internal organs. Mm. According to new research, trips Great. to the huh, yeah, uh, trips to the bathroom at night could be a sign of a more concerning health issue. And they found that if you frequently urinate at night, it could be an indicator of high blood pressure and hypertension, and it could be damaging to your internal organs in general. So you are more tired, you are at higher risk of disease, and uh, you know you have hypertension or whatever. I mean, I know that tension is something that you and I both have on a regular basis, but hypertension sounds terrible. Well, I used to have a hypercolor T-shirt. You could breathe into <laughs> it; it would change colors. Is that tied into this really? at all? Or? <laughs> no, oh. I don't think so. Okay. So if you, you're going to have to be one of those old people who stops all liquids at six, you because know, otherwise you're going to die. You and I did a radio show together for many years, and it, we were in the studio five, six, seven hours, for, for, and you never saw me leave to go to the bathroom because I was going in my pants. No, <laughs> no, because I, I was able to hold it. Now, uh, I, and I don't know, this is like something that's transpired in the last few months, I am... I can hardly make it through these two hours sometimes without having to run out and use the bathroom. And you don't, it's not like you drink a lot of water either. Like no. I would say, oh, you're someone who stays really hydrated and yeah, you're just, it's just going, it's just your kidneys at work. No, you're just using the bathroom a lot. And I don't think you're probably even going that, like when you actually go, it's not like a river. I uh, probably should go to a, do- I don't go, I, I go to so many doctors now for, like my kids, my wife's always got something she thinks is really serious. Yeah, so then you come last. And I and I the last thing I want to do is go to a doctor for myself. I mean, if I get 20 either I get a half an hour of downtime, like I'd rather na- take a nap in the back seat of my car than go to a, another doctor's office. Well, your your priority list is as, as follows. It's baby the newest baby. Wrong. It, the oldest baby? No, new season of Veep. Okay, new season of Veep. Number one. Okay, six-month-old baby. Number two. Uh, other baby that's older. Yes, thank you. Beautifully w- said. Wife? That's my friend right there. She knows my family. <laughs> uh, wife is, yes, then she would be wife. Okay. Yeah, then it would be wife. Then dog. Well, you know what? No, rearrange the order now. Dog is one. Season one of Veep. Veep is, <laughs> season one of Veep is two. New baby three. Then the other seasons of Veep four. <laughs> No, yeah, no, that's right, but, the dog, because that's the other thing, forget about that. Right, uh, you're going to take the dog to the ER before you would go yourself. Yeah, the dog's 13, so the dog's got issues now. I mean, even this morning, my Who wife's like- more, you or the dog? Uh, on the carpet, the dog, <laughs> but I probably go more in the toilet. Okay, well, that's big boy. Good Thank job. You. Where's my cookie, huh? Where's my shoe? Uh, it could be, don't freak out. It actually might not be anything that bad. It might just be that you have excess fluid in your body now, and you just need to decrease your salt intake, so you just have to eat things that are bland and tasteless. Oh, God. See, that's. I'd rather it was the first thing. I'd rather yeah, it was the heart attack. You'd rather have hypertension? Yeah, because uh, I do eat a lot of salt. I love salt. Me too. Salt is the greatest. I add salt. I had a salted pretzel the other day, and I added salt to it. Like, there was salt <laughs> on the pretzel, and I was like, you know, but I'll, I've also, you know, we've, we've both had a cold, so when I have a cold, I can't taste anything, so I have- Well, I, salt then is a, even more of a savior. Yeah. Because that's something that you can pretty much taste no matter what. It's any either salt or sweet. I went to one of those uh, spas where they had like a salt cave- 
I yeah, was like, I just want to lick this wall. It was meant for your skin, though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be good for you, a certain amount of salt, but I think that anything, if there's any dish that sucks, salt or cheese will save it. Absolutely. So, If, if I, uh, at the risk of sounding like a uh, boring hetero white guy, I was at a farmer's market, <laughs> and there was a table that was selling salts, and, uh, and they were giving samples. And I guess the way you were supposed to do it was you were supposed to dip a piece of bread in olive oil, then put oh, a little salt. So I was just eating spoonfuls of salt, like five or six of them. And really? And, and thinking to myself, like, I said, one guy asked me, do you like this Himalayan something? I go, yeah, it's not salty enough for my liking. And I said that about <laughs> it salt. Is salt. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's salt. It's salt. And the guy thought, uh, And then you were tripping balls. It turns out it was bath salts. Yeah, it was bath salts. Which, <laughs> Himalayan way, bath salts will really bath get salts you. would be better if they were saltier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all, all right. right. Well, so there you go. You might die. You might not. Thank you. That's a good bit of information to take as we wrap up the show. Be back in a moment. Uh, Say goodbye to you officially. Uh, This is Drop the Subject, the all-new Channel Q, now with 10% less salt. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. All right. uh, Just like that, our time with you for today has come to an end, but fear not, because tomorrow, the return of the patent-pending Gay MA. So get your questions to us immediately at DTS Show for Drop the Subject Show. We will uh, get into those tomorrow, plus some other fun surprises that we have, I would say, up our sleeves, but Allie's in a vest. So up (laughs) our no sleeves, uh, we will get to uh, surprises tomorrow right here on the new Channel Q. Allie, anything else from you? Yes, I do have something else, Kevin. It's funny you should ask. Uh, If you want to win a trip to New York City, you can do that. All you have to do is go to wearechannelq.com. It's our little website for all things Channel Q. And you can enter to win a chance to go to New York City and celebrate Pride, which is June 27th through June 30th. I have been to New York City Pride. It was very, very fun. I'm pretty sure I wore something that is no longer in style back when I went. But you can go and uh, enjoy 2019 Pride. So all you have to do, Shopper Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate are helping you do this along with Channel Q. They will give you round-trip airfare. They'll give you a four-night stay in New York City. And then, of course, you can attend Pride and enjoy all the festivities. And enjoy Shopper Hopper Grapefruit and Pomegranate. Because they're helping you celebrate Pride. If you're 21 and over, enter to win, and your guest has to be 21 and over as well. Unleash your pride at wearechannelq.com. All right. Don't say we never did anything for you. We will return again tomorrow. Thanks for checking us out. In the meantime, for Allie right there, Kevin right here, you right there, we say until tomorrow, bye. Curious.